Richard. Paul, it's Labor Day. You laboring? I'm laboring. We'll be out tomorrow morning. It won't be Labor Day anymore, but our labor is never done. I don't know if anyone works anymore anyway. I don't even want to have that conversation, but I definitely do notice when I ride my bike over to your office and I've been working in the morning, Mm. an unbelievable number of people are out walking their dogs, talking on their phones. I've lived in Brooklyn for over 600 years, and I never saw anything quite like what's going on right now. Like, I feel like this is, it's the fall of Rome, and they're, you know, we're just kind of like hanging out, walking our dogs, talking about <laughs> stuff on social media. But that's are the not, dogs on the phone? Dogs or? are on the phone. Actually, they are. They're on, uh, they have little collars that, that dial home. I, they're showing more initiative than the owners these days. Oh, God, yeah. I respect the dogs. Look, um, hold on, hold on. That's, I've become conservative in my old age. I, it is a little weird. It is a weird, like as someone who just like reads the vibes, I'm like, is anyone working? But I am because I come over to the office and we work. Damn it. You do. So look, we're doing a podcast and I have a topic. You ready for the topic? I am. I thought about this over Labor Day weekend. Uh-huh. Personal brands are dead. Okay, this is Paul Ford talking. Very well recognized personal brand. Uh, first off, define personal brand. Gladly. Um, personal <laughs> brand is so. This was a real concept that took flight in the '90s, and it was the idea that instead of working for a company and being associated with the company's brand, that you would identify yourself as an expert, as a, as someone who has value and mm. expertise. And you would go out into the world and you would say, I am the expert. You should pay me money. I am my own business. I am my own company. Uh, mm. Pay me to advise you on how to build websites. Pay me to advise you on marketing. Pay me. So the real function, there are all sorts of, like, obviously celebrities have personal brands and, and small. Yeah athletes yeah or even like carpenters right like people who have small businesses that they run solo but Mm -hmm. the idea this was sort of like essentially you're going to be the consultant you will be the one person consulting firm you'll be known as the expert um and so you ended up with uh, people who were online in the early days who would get out there and talk about like windows or android or or you know they'd become You know, and it, there was always a lot of like future of work. They gave a lot of conference talks, mm, mm-hmm. um, and, a lot of tips in threads in Twitter on Twitter or, or whatever. It's like, let me tell you the five things you need to do to kickstart your blurb blurb. That is exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. And so, yeah. like, and I, I frankly, I read that stuff in the '90s in Fast Company magazine on paper, and yeah. I was like, well, that's I guess what I got to do because I was I was seeing myself as a writer not just for magazines and stuff that was out of my reach at the time. I wanted to be a freelance copywriter and and you know write the wrote the, write the sure. brochures and so so that obviously kind of lined up like I'm in marketing and so on and so forth. So I'm going to build my personal brand. I started my website and you know mm-hmm. sort of like and that kind of coincided with a, a personal lot of, website, not pers- a business. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It coincided with a lot of early internet stuff this concept so like i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna and essentially it was like you know i'm building my identity as an expert i'm accessible people can reach out to me 
and then people will give me money and uh yeah. and it will all work out. I will be a one person conglomerate. That was, you know, kind of and that was seen as a radical idea. It was like, oh my God, you're gonna be like a rock star, but of business. Like it was whoa. Yeah, I mean, look, the the rise of the internet in the nineties was was this bizarre moment where storefront real estate became free. Yes. You could actually, like, how else did you find out about, you know, a, a set of speakers or a, what tire to buy for your car? It was just brute force marketing on TV and in magazines. And oh, no, you remember, sudden, you'd get the Daily News and there'd be like the PC yeah. Richards ad, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, if you you just go on, you know, GoDaddy and then you had a domain name and then, or just sign up to one of the platforms and here I am. Yeah, Hello, but- world. I'm on, you know, whatever, on YouTube, on whatever. And yeah. uh, and so I don't think that works anymore. I've been thinking about it. Like hmm. if I was to advise, because I still get asked, I'm like, hey, how do I build my personal brand? Or like you know, every now and then in the course of my career, like some CEO would take me aside and be like, I'm interested in working with your agency, but my real question for you is how do I get published in Wired Magazine? I'll tell you what, I love that conversation. Always very comfortable. Because you know, early days, my it's answer. Like how about you eat shit for thirty years well, and then finally get there? Early days, my answer was like, well, you know, really think you, you know, like work your thoughts through and what are you passionate about. And later days, as I became more seasoned, my answer was more like, uh, sit in a room for twenty years and never ask that question again, right? Like it's just like, and then they'd laugh, right? They'd laugh. They'd be like, "All right, all right, okay." Like, it it is okay to tell people that something is too hard for them to do unless it's the only thing they want to do. But uh, let, let me throw, let me push back here. Like, there are people with like, all they do is is make cakes on TikTok, and they've got three million followers i don't know if they call them followers Absolutely. on tiktok they are, like, no, they, aren't those personal brands 100 percent. those are those are and now we call them influencers right so now we have these influencers who are doing these things but i would argue the goal of the personal brand and the idea was that you would have economic power separate from other giant platforms and you would right. have control over your own economic destiny so a good example would be i'm a good example i had a personal brand associated as a real thinker writer about technology you came mm-hmm. to me and said, let's start an agency. I had lots mm-hmm. of good practical skills, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the reasons you were doing that was, hey, Paul can speak at a certain scale to a large audience. You know, and, and That was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. I, at that point, I was mature in, enough in my understanding of myself to know that there was real value there, that I wasn't going to be exploited. It was going to be on my terms. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And so we talked about that and negotiated where the limits were. And there are certain things that, you know, I'm just never going to do to sell myself. And there are certain things I will. Yeah. We're, we, we're doing it with a board right now. And so like with our, yeah. with our product, the sponsor of this podcast. And so, yeah. so that, but the, the whole point was like, okay, Paul, you've been out in the world. You're seeing a lot of, a lot of money and a lot of resources flow through you. Mm. Why don't you start an agency so that mm. you have control over your own destiny and, and maybe you can help other people lift up their yeah. identities and personal brands. That was the goal. Mo- most people do not think that. No, but They're this like, Wait, was. How do I get my piece? No, but this was the personal brand deal of the nineties. Yes, it was. It You're was. Just... 
And and Gary can... Vaynerchuk is like the purest example. I'm going to sell wine online, and now I'm going to start VaynerMedia, and it's going to be absolutely enormous. And most people people might roll their eyes at it here and there, but it's an economic powerhouse. I I have not had a job for a very very long time, like as an employee with a W two from someone else. Like no. it's just it's not really my makeup, right? And I was uh. It, I came out of law school and for years I was sort of this kind of like mercenary. Like I would just hop from place to place and I did well. I figured out a way to make a living by being effectively a freelance consultant um, for years. And I ended up down in Atlanta and I was doing work for uh, Georgia Tech, the Georgia Tech Research Institute at the time. and then something happened. Then a friend uh, who I'd worked with in the past called me up and said, I need your help up in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you want my personal help? And he's like, yes. And he was working for a very large, like global conglomerate professional uh, publisher, publisher of medical information. Okay. Uh, and, and at that point I was like, okay, good for me. Personal ba- brand uh, is working, except there's one of me. My reputation is tied to my name, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to either quit in, quit Georgia Tech and go up and do it, <laughs> or uh, tell him, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm, I'm in Atlanta working for Georgia Tech, and that was the end of that. And it so was you quit. You quit Georgia Tech. That's what you're saying. I, well, I said, then I sat down, and I was alone in a corporate apartment down in Atlanta, and I sat down and wrote a one-page memo. And I said, the only way I'm going to quit and go up to New York is if my friend agrees to hire my agency, which didn't exist yet. You were going to create a business entity and so on. I was going to create a business entity because I can't scale. I think the thing that people run into when they think they're building a brand, you can build a brand, but it is a one lane highway, highway and it is bottlenecked because it is just you. And your goodwill and your reputation is tied to you as an this individual. Is, this is real. I have a friend, you know him too, who works in online advertising. He is the best guy for a certain kind of online advertising. Good guy, ethical guy, creative, good worker, classic agency guy. And um, he didn't want to scale. He wanted a lifestyle business. He moved to a city where he could do really well. And he lives a great life. But And he's, ha- and he, but he's still, he is a solo... Mercenary, yeah, I mean, you he hire. works with he works with a, you know Some rotating people. cast of characters, but yes, yeah. yeah, essentially, like there is no business, there's no office, there's no virtual office. It's just he he does the work that he's asked to do. He's and built he, a healthy Rolodex of people who rely on him, who mill around and who move around jobs. That like, oh, I was here, now I'm there. I'm going to call Joe back, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, and then off you go. And that's something you can do. I think the the mistake people make is that they view the internet as mass marketing, mm-hmm. which it kind of is. It can like, be. You ever see like the the like the the five second video that blew up that they didn't expect to blow up and then the first comment in the thread is like, hey, if you like this, you should follow me because I'm actually clever in other ways too. Yeah, well no, like, it's the um check out my SoundCloud is the archetypal. Yeah. It's like, holy moly, I just got a lot of traffic, right? I got yes. a lot of attention. The problem with that is 
if you're going to do that, and you sometimes it it pops. Some people are very clever on the internet, and they, they get hundreds of thousands of people to see them. The problem with that is your funnel still narrows down to one lousy lane. And if that is, if you are an expert in some field or, you know, you think you're a great freelancer, you're going to find out very, very quickly that you can't just pretend like there are five lanes. It doesn't work. You have to essentially let your personal brand die and something else that seems immortal i.e. a limited liability corporation yes. or a C-Corp well, has to come to life. So I think, you know, listening to you talk about the Georgia Tech stuff, and I, I think this is real, there were different frameworks for doing this. So framework one, I think you, you, you'd been a, a lawyer and you were like, yes, people pay for consulting services. And when you want to do more, you yeah. create a law firm. And I think like you, you had these patterns in your head that you'd seen up close yes. where you're like, I'm going to apply this over here in technology world. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. That's right. It was, it was, it was the classic, you know, um, Flannery, Flannery, Flannery. What's it? What's that? That name? Flarity? Let's yeah, maybe. What's what are we talking about? <laughs> it's like I just wanted to say, like you know, like Williams, Williams and Sons, right? Oh, the, the, oh, oh, It starts yeah, yeah. off as a law firm of like me and. My son decided to also go to law school. And, and now it's like 30,000 people and we're- And we're, it's like 30, yeah. I mean, they yeah. all have the name, right? Skadden Arps, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Ovi Mathers. And, and so these are people The last one for small. people who don't know is an ad agency, right? So yeah, your name's on the door. So there are different models for how I'm going to scale. One is I might start a media property. I'll be the editor and I'll get other people to write and we'll publish. Yeah. That yeah. used to work. That, that, the market isn't there. One is I'll start an agency. Clients will come to me because they know my creative brand and mm-hmm. I will have other people do the work. That, one's, yes. that one still works, but you need yeah. the profile. Yeah. One is I will just provide professional services under a shingle and we'll, you know, we'll market and brand that and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that's personal brand, scaling the personal brand. What I think has happened now, and this is what I wanted to talk about, is we have, we've gone from the personal brand, which is I am going to use my own identity Kind of, I'm going to sell out a little bit, but I'm going to do it on my own terms, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. grow something. Mm-hmm. And instead, what's happened is we have the influencer instead. And I think that it's a very blurry line between the two, yeah. but I, would, I want to characterize the influencer differently. This is the person who is saying, I'm going to tell you about the thing. I will be the expert. They're mm-hmm. still communicating it. They have much greater reach than they used to. They can reach millions of people. You can be... You mm-hmm. can do your consulting. You can show people new gadgets and so on. Mm-hmm. And you can get millions of people to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's harder to turn it into an actual living and even harder to scale it past that than ever before because you're on these platforms like, like YouTube or TikTok where most of the value and the money accrues back to the platform. They aren't interested in you bootstrapping your business and bootstrapping a future for yourself because there's always an infinite supply of more content coming down the pipeline. Yes. I have a great cautionary tale for you. And it may be incorrect because maybe she blew up. I don't know. I don't, I'd rather not say her name okay. because I'm drawing some conclusions here. Okay. Um, she has, let me pull up the number, 2.57 million subscribers on YouTube. Okay. She is a like hardcore workout uh, trainer, essentially personal trainer type. 
who mm-hmm. makes these pretty well-produced workout videos for mm-hmm. everything. Like, mm-hmm. and she's had she's put up 639 videos on YouTube, and just killing it every time she put a video up. It would get millions of views, and also they're very evergreen. Like, if you want 30 minutes of like core exercise, five years from now, it still plays. Yes. right. So it's amazing. Just record and, in 4K, right? Like, it's, yeah, that's all you got to do. Exactly. So about a year ago, she stopped, hmm. and she 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 put out this video of a kind of like goodbye and I'll be back soon with some exciting news. Right. Mm. And then she comes back out with what? A full blown app. She mm. left YouTube. She comes out with an oh, app. Oh, bad advice. She invested in the app. Like she invested in building a yeah. full blown workout app. And look, it looks pretty good. It's well, available she... on iOS and Android. Got that email from that team that one night. And, you know, they're like, we know what to do here. We're going to help you get rich. We're going to help you get rich. Right. And, and I don't know how it's doing. I, but I'm going to go ahead and draw a conclusion that she was making a lot of money on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she probably invested a lot of money in launching this app. And the app looks pro, like it looks good. And my guess is, you it's nowhere near the level of engagement that she was getting on 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 YouTube like i this is so hard to pull off because you're essentially saying i don't care about cellular networks i'm going to start my own cellular network that lets me keep all the this, money so nobody else gets any this is the, the problem right which is that how, she got to a certain scale yeah. And then it felt absolutely necessary to skip a bunch of steps to get to yeah. the next level yeah. because there was no way for someone who's got 2.5 million followers to be like, you know what? I'm going to open up a small gym in my hometown and yeah. I'm going to make $24,000 the first year if I'm lucky. Yeah. Here's what right? I don't understand though, Paul. She's got, let me see the number of, yeah, 2.57 million subscribers. And here's what I, I'm not getting. Uh, I don't know why she didn't put, like, why doesn't she promote the hell? At, I, maybe you're not allowed to on YouTube. Like, no, you why can isn't do, she, like, you can do anything. You can she, have paid promotion. It all works. Okay. Cause she put out like a finally the next chapter video, which is kind of a teaser. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you, prom- you have 2.57 million subscribers. Like, why wouldn't that person? Look, I've, you've shown her to me. She's doing fine. She looks great. Everybody's okay. Right. She's, <laughs> she's, she's got better, better core strength than, than even, than definitely than I do. And even better than tell you. you something, man. I, she once ended a workout. She's like, now we'll do a hundred burpees. Yeah, <laughs> I was and, already dying. And you just sat and sobbed. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, sat, no, I, I watched her. I watched oh, it like yeah. it was the Godfather. I just yeah. watched her do the hundred yeah. burpees as if she was like eating a bowl of like raspberries. It was yeah, kind no. of frustrating it's, to watch. It's terrifying to see what some humans can yeah. do with their bodies. Right. here paul like this you're right Um, you actually are renting space the analogy i like to you are renting space well this goes back to our our classic or advice which is there are no shortcuts right so like yeah i built my personal brand god bless me i hate using that term um over 20 years 
And I yeah. did it because I was obsessed with a problem space. And the problem space was how to put things on web pages, right? I just, and I thought that we, more people should know how, and I wanted to talk about and so on. So I, um, you know, and you and I, we're, we're launching our new product now. I just called you before we started this conversation. We had a 15 minute conversation in which I said, I think I can tell the story of tags in our app using this technology, like this idea, right? And like, yeah, this is just my brain. I need to tell stories about technology to feel okay. And that is yeah. who I am. God bless. Now, so if you have that thing, what's tricky is that, and, and I saw this in my own career, and this happens to everyone. You're going to lean in. You're going to change the world. You're going to become an influencer. And the reality is probably in about a year, if you work really hard, at it, you can get an enormous amount of attention, more attention mm -hmm. than you've ever had in your life. Sure. That attention has no value. Hmm. I've been there. It has no value. The, the feedback from people telling you they're smart or the, you, they'd like to collaborate or whatever, you have mm. to treat it with tremendous, it's tremendously dangerous, maybe one out of 150 or one out of 200 yeah. interactions is, is, is valuable. And I don't just mean the, in terms of money. I mean in terms of people who will sort of take you seriously, engage with you, and aren't just trying to get something themselves. And it, you yeah. can't, you don't have the tools to discriminate early days. You just, you're just yeah. getting signal for yeah. the first time in your it's life. It's also, it's, it's exciting and validating. Like people it are is. paying attention to you. Wow, that's so nice. I, I, um, I, I think it comes back to actually archetypal advice, which is what you were saying earlier and so on. There's one path to success. It is not the apps. It is not expanding to ever another hundred million mm -hmm. viewers or to, or to the first 50,000. It is building something that probably looks like a traditional business with employees who you are also helping along. They might want to be influencers or personal brands themselves. Mm. And so mm. get out of their way when it's time, but they need to learn too. Mm. And um, there's no escape. There's it's, no escape from that structure. And everybody's always looking for the escape hatch and mm. every five, 10 years, you realize that NFTs collapse or crypto collapses or AI will hollow out or whatever. And it'll come back to, I started a limited liability corporation in Delaware. We're going to be very ethical and we're going to do these three things. And I have to put up a website and I'm going to keep using my audience to bring attention to the limited liability yeah. corporation. Yeah. And then we're going to try to grow from there using principles that would be utterly familiar to like a 14th century merchant of silk in Florence. Look, man, the, I think you said it, the attention isn't the end game. It is really kind of the beginning. But it like feels it, like the end game. And that's the danger of that whole like archetype. Yeah, that whole, that whole personal brand influencer thing. You cannot eat attention, and it's very confusing because it feels like you can. That's right. That's right. And and how you translate that may mean you're renting warehouse space to sell your innovative like pottery. Yes. And that sucks because you know what happens? They break when UPS sends them. Yes. And then there's angry customers, and yeah. that is actually the end game. That. But, but those transactions. Uh, you never sent me my tracking number. I need my pot. <laughs> Those transactions have a margin that is not approaching zero. That's right. That's the, the work. Pla the platform economics approach zero in the interest of the creators, right? And, and they will continue to no matter what you do. Everyone says they're going to pay you a little extra, and they're not. They're going to give you 0.00001%. You see it with Spotify. Mm -hmm. You see it with... They're mm -hmm. just not going to change. And so... 
Yep. What is the boring business? You can go get those books that are like starting your business. They have names like that, like building. That's where the real, we, you know, we can bring this full circle. So it looks like we actually had a thoughtful approach to this entire podcast. Thank God. Um, the real work we were talking about is anyone working and dogs on cell phones when yes. we started this. The real work is that chunk underneath the attention that you have to try to turn into money, whether you decided you're selling hats or iPhone cases or a subscription to X, Y, or Z. Like I admire this person. I hope she's doing well with her app, but boy, is it hard and it's a I'll, grind. I'll tell you what, you know what, you know what too? It just feels terrible. When you are motivated and excited to connect with millions of people and now you have to charge them money and they're upset about it, it feels because it's personal. It's like everything that was personal that you were. I thought you loved me. I thought now, you loved me. Why are you giving me two stars? It's now reduced <laughs> to gross transactions and of awful course. emails. It's, of course. And it feels bad and it feels like selling out and so on. God, I wish I could find a way to magically put dust over influencers. Like, I, like you know, Google could be generous. You know, it could say, like, instead of for the shareholders, we're going to be for the people who make all the content that keeps us surviving. <laughs> They're not, yeah, you're no. laughing, right? You're like, because that's, that, that's essentially communism. Mm, we're not no. going to do that right now. <laughs> so that, that's it. My advice is be very mindful of your personal brand. Be very mindful of your influencer uh, hood. If you're thinking of leaning in that way, yeah. look for the real business that you're going to build that looks like an old school business. I, you know, I'm going to say a few more words. If you are doing well and you are scaling and you are going from like Williams to Williams and Williams and Sons, mm -hmm. uh, then you're going to start thinking about things like HR and operations and accounts receivable and why you haven't been paid in 40 mm -hmm. days. That is life. That is most businesses. That is the boring stuff. And that hasn't changed, man. Even with the internet, that has not changed. No, but you know what else is real is that the margins necessary to support that infrastructure are far and above what Patreon can cover. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So absolutely. That, there's that, there's like a, it's kind of an order of magnitude change where like you actually need a lot of money to get to the next thing. Yeah. And it, that, that chasm is hard. It is hard. It but, is hard. You know, also make your freaking YouTube videos. I'm making some right now to talk about our product. I'm learning Camtasia Studio, not an endorsement. Uh, uh, which, I'll endorse. I mean, we're not paid to endorse it, but it's very good. Uh, if you want to make pro level like screen recording videos for your product, it's a it good will product. turn your mouse cursor into an ice cream cone. Bingo! Yeah, exactly. you want to make money? That's how you make money. That is real. But the Camtasia. <laughs> no, let let's be before we go. When you when you go to Camtasia to buy a license. It's a hard sell on the web, like 1999. Like you're expecting a uh -oh. monkey to run across the screen. <laughs> oh, no. I opened my door. There was a Camtasia representative yeah. waiting for me on my stoop. And then you get the actual software and it does some low level Mac screen recording stuff that you know is like impossible. No, no, no. Th these are people that I'm glad are doing this and not creating spyware for China. Oh, they could easily get into our computer at any time. Yeah. These people yeah. know what's up. Yeah. And. And so, yeah, good old Camtasia Studios. So look for some screencasts. Anyway, Rich, this, this podcast is brought to that's people That's not by our sponsor, is it, Paul? Who is uh, our sponsor, Paul? Aboard, aboard.com. And you know what's amazing about aboard.com is you can go there right now and you can sign up and use it. It's a tool for organizing, collecting everything on the internet and all mm -hmm. your data. Put it all in there. Uh, put it into folders, tag it. it. You don't even know you're organizing it. We just got a nice write-up from The Verge. Um, 
in one of their newsletters saying, you know, like you don't even realize essentially that you're using this thing. Just kind of, that's the highest yeah. praise. You so could spend go. 20 minutes and it's a wall of beautiful visual cards. It's yeah, actually kind of wild. whatever you want to organize. I'm using it right now to organize the TV shows that my family wants to watch because we fight so much about TV shows. Mm, sounds like there are underlying issues there, but that's not what this podcast is about. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do another podcast. Um, Check right, it out, so, aboard.com. That's right. Check us out on Seattle Ford on Twitter um, or X or whatever the hell it's called this week. Check us out. Uh, you know you know how to get to us and then send an email to hello at seattleford.com if you have any Hi, Rich. It's Labor Day. Let's get back to work. Let's work. I don't think that's what it's for, but what the hell. <laughs>